My name is Donna Sidalter-Toman. I'm delighted to be here as a member of the Democratic City Committee of Gloucester and interviewing Matthew Murray, our vice co-chair of the Democratic Gloucester City Committee, as well as member in standing for eight years of the State Democratic Committee, who's going to speak to us about the primary, caucuses, etc. So Matt, Talk to me about the primary. What's the purpose of it? How is it being managed, et cetera? So um, as a lot of people may know, uh, whether you're tuned into politics or not, but it's very hard not to be uh, these days, it is a, a, an election year for the a presidential election year, which means that it is a very, very busy year electorally in, um, in, in, in the country at large, but also especially in the Democratic Party. Um, uh, we are just at the cusp right now of going into primary season. Uh, as this is the February episode of Democratic Dialogue, um, this will be aired uh, at least a, probably a few times after the Iowa and New Hampshire, the Iowa caucus and New Hampshire primary have happened. So some of our audience watching this will be, will be already in the thick of it. Uh, but Massachusetts primary is uh, on March 3rd, 2020. And we are, as we were last, uh, previously, we are now a Super Tuesday state. We have a lot of other states that have clustered around this one particular day. Uh, we don't have a national primary. We do not have a, an official national primary day. And of course, really, each primary, and really, when we get to the general election, it's really 50 smaller units, 51, including Washington, DC, um, holding individual elections. Uh, uh, to, by their own rules, to elect delegates or in the general, to elect electors, to elect the president. So what's fascinating about uh, Super Tuesday this year is that it's a lot of the other larger states are voting on the same day, so it's going to change the dynamic a little bit. But what we have here in Massachusetts is we have our regular uh, uh, presidential primary, um, which, uh, the results of which determine how many delegates we allocate uh, for Massachusetts, for each candidate, for Massachusetts' uh, delegation to the Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee at the end of July. Um, this year is going to be a little wild, if anybody's been watching the polls. Um, in previous years, uh, 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 it's been a little bit clearer by the time Massachusetts votes who the top vote-getters are, or in years like 2012 where it was just President Obama being re-elected, all the delegates everywhere went to him. Um, in 2016, Massachusetts voted almost exactly 50-50, um, 49-51, you know, Bernie Hillary, so we split our votes generally about. Uh, the threshold for getting a delegate, uh, for winning delegates, is 15%. And there's two different categories uh, where this falls into, uh, by congressional district and statewide. Um, so if I'm Pete Buttigieg and I don't win 15% of the statewide ballot, I don't get any at-large ballots, but if I won 20% in 
Congressional District 6, I will get one delegate from the 6th oh. Congressional District. So it can be a real patchwork. And as of filming, where we are right now, uh, the polls have uh, 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 Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and uh, all very much, you know, sort Everybody of else, yeah. way above everyone else, and Pete Buttigieg being a slight, being a, you know, a leap and a bound maybe behind them, but also in some polls slightly over 15%. So there could be four, four candidates who pull delegates from Massachusetts, depending on, depending on how it works, uh, depending on how it works out. Uh, which could be very interesting. So how many state delegates are there versus, well, we know how many congressional districts, but what's the number of I the full have, state? I don't have the number okay. there. It's six per, it's six per, um, uh, uh, per uh, congressional district, so it's. Okay. And how are these people, city and town committee members elected? So that's, um, that's the next, that I would say, um, uh, I would I would go with uh, talking about how the delegates are elected first. Okay. Um, so once we've allocated how many delegates each of these candidates gets, uh, there is an opportunity to run to be these delegates. These delegates are not pre-selected. Um, some campaigns will pre-select uh, delegates um, uh, and slates of delegates depending on who who have been their supporters. You would like to be a delegate to the national convention. Everyone is free to run. Registered Democrats are free to run. We, um, uh, there will be uh, caucuses held all on the same day in April uh, to elect to be, if you want to be one of Bernie's delegates, if you want to be one of Joe Biden's or, or Elizabeth Warren's delegates, or whoever wins. We don't, you know, I'm not right. predicting. I'm just quoting the current polls in mid-January. Um, uh, but it does help if you've been a long-term supporter. It does help if you can show that you've knocked doors in New Hampshire for, for these candidates who are already running. And you could, if you don't mind a little cold weather, you can have a stroll around Portsmouth and talk, you know, talk somebody's ear off about Andrew Yang. Um, and, uh, and it really, so it, 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 uh, it, it does help to do that. Uh, and of course, these delegates will, be, will, then, go to, uh, will then go to Milwaukee. Uh, so what you were getting at there, which is also on our primary ballot, is the official election of um, town uh, or city committee and ward committee members uh, and, uh, and the re-election of ballot state committee members who will also be on the ballot. Um, every four years, the Democratic Party reorganizes its membership. Uh, the state committee is re-elected. The uh, executive offices of the state committee are re-elected, including the vice chairs, the deputy, the treasurers, deputy treasurers, secretary, and uh, all the way up to the chair. Uh, and then also individual members of city and town uh, committees and, and, and city committees have are broken up into wards, like Gloucester has four or five wards. Uh, so each ward committee and town committee have 35, up to 35 members with certain exceptions. So Gloucester is made up of five ward committees, or Rockport, Essex, Manchester, and Ipswich are towns, so they have one town committee of 35 members. Um, and depending on what their bylaws say about uh, what they, how they re-elect their, their leadership and their executive level, um, uh, they may also be holding those elections at the same time. Uh, so it's actually, it's, it's, uh, the, the, the ballots for that are set 
but it's um, uh, 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 an opportunity to get elected to these town committees or city committees and have your name on the ballot next to Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or the you know hopefully one of the hopefully the future president of the United States. Well, I want to come back to this if we have time later, but who can actually vote in the Democratic primary? So in Massachusetts, we have open primaries uh, for in, in all primaries, which means that uh, you do not have to be a registered Democrat or Republican to vote in the Democratic or Republican primaries. Although, if you are a, a registered Democrat or if you're a registered Republican you or Green or Libertarian, you can only vote in those primaries. So independents primary. can vote wherever they want. But, exactly. So independents, uh, people who registered to vote but not members of a particular party. And confusingly, in Massachusetts, we do not use the word independent, we use the word unenrolled, which comes with it this weird connotation that sounds like involved. you're not registered. It's just that you're unenrolled. And in Massachusetts, as in most states, Independents, people who are registered voters in good standing, who are capable of voting, make up about 60 to 65 percent of our entire electorate. Uh, the other 40, 40, 35 to 40 percent are the Democrats and Republicans. More Democrats than Republicans um, usually, except in Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, and uh, one other Western state where, where Republicans actually outnumber Democrats. And how long before the election do people need to 20 days. So okay. I believe uh, before. Uh, the night, the uh, it's I believe it's February twelfth. I believe is the deadline to vote. Yes, it's the deadline to register to vote to vote in the primary. And in addition to the possible split of delegates given mm -hmm. so many <coughs> candidates, what else is different this year? Um, that's pretty much the biggest thing that's different than twenty sixteen. The rest of the ballot is going to be pretty much the same. There will be uh, there will be uh, and, and also the uh, the ballot people running for ballot um, uh, state committee seats. There's a male and female state committee seat on every ballot um, in, the, um, in each of the 40 Senate, uh, by Senate district in Massachusetts. So that's 40 times so two, that's one that's question. Um, I'm sorry, yep. um, a question. Given the delegates and who's most likely to be supported given their support for a particular candidate, et cetera, mm -hmm. who ultimately decides who those delegates are gonna be? So this is interesting. So it's the people. So this is what's really extraordinary and a lot of fun about a presidential election year is that, and this is this, is that a lot of people constantly and always feel that politics and 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 be getting involved with you know with the political system around them, and this is uh, is is oh that's some like somebody it's that happens to some, something happens to somebody else you know like so it's like somebody's house burning down oh. It happened to, uh, that happens to other people. Not that I want anybody's house to burn down, but this is one of the years where you can, where it absolutely can, politics can happen to you. Uh, you can get very involved uh, at any time, at any level. Um, American democracy is a participatory sport. This is not, it's not a spectator sport. Um, and there is a, 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 a gluttony of, of the riches of opportunities to be able to get involved. And one of the ways is to participate in one of these caucuses for delegate. Even if you're a new, even if you're a relatively new person, if you're a registered Democrat, uh, you can participate in these caucuses to elect delegates. Uh, you can um, uh, 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 come and participate in, uh, in the caucus. So uh, to explain what the caucus actually is. So there does. are two caucuses, and this is where things are going to start getting a little confusing. There's, this is a little bit like um, 
how, bo how you know people say you know Boston has two state houses, two city halls, and two school streets, and it's very confusing because there's an old and a new. So this year there's two primaries and there's two caucuses, and I'm just going to talk about the ones that happened in the spring, except today, except both caucuses happen in the spring. So the first, so the caucus that I'm that uh, I'm referring to, to right now is the caucus to select the delegates to the DNC on, on the line that we're talking about right here. Um, they will be held in early April, and depending on how many different candidates draw delegates from each congressional district is how many caucuses there will be. Uh, for example, in 2016, uh, uh, the um, two candidates in Mass who drew enough votes in Massachusetts to, to get delegates, uh, sorry, Governor Martin O'Malley, he did not get enough, um, were Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Hillary Clinton of New York. And so uh, on this particular day, there, were, there was a Bernie caucus, caucus held in Newburyport, and there was a Hillary caucus held in Peabody. And this was the same in each of our other eight congressional districts. And so it was very easy. If you were a Bernie supporter, you could go to the Bernie uh, caucus. And if you're a Hillary supporter, you go to the Hillary caucus. And there, the people who had expressed an interest in running for DNC, for DNC delegate, Put themselves up, gave speeches, organized you know votes, and you were able at what point you were able to vote for these people. So conceivably, we could have four separate caucuses in each of the eight congressional districts. Uh, conceivably, yes. <clears throat> okay. Well, conceivably, if everybody had well, if everybody got just fifteen percent, you could have six too. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think this top three plus Pete. Depending on where you well, are, well, Klobuchar is moving pretty, up too. So exactly, and now she's got the nomination. She's got the endorsement, the co-endorsement of the Times, of the New York Times. So we'll see what that, what where that takes us. So the other, when sorry, when is no. the caucus actually? So what the caucus? When is it? Yeah, it's April. I believe it's the second Saturday in April. Okay. And anyone can run for a delegate. It, anyone that can run, but as I said earlier, have to be the registered. candidates, you have to be a registered Democrat, and the individual campaigns sometimes will run slates, and also, if you've never participated before, or if you, know, you can't demonstrate, or if you can't demonstrate that you've done a lot of, you know, a little bit of volunteer work here and there, it'll be harder to run, uh, because you're talking about two or three seats out of, you know, several hundred people maybe who want to run. A lot of people very excited about Bernie Sanders and Hillary, and not Hillary Clinton, and Elizabeth <laughs> Warren, and, and, and well, they were excited about Hillary four years ago. A um, lot of people run uh, and, and for these seats, and we don't know. We'll see how many each candidate gets. What does the state convention actually accomplish? So um, that's a com uh, the state convention or the national convention? The state. Okay, so we're jumping ahead a little bit here. Did you want to talk a little bit more about the caucus? Yeah, yes. All right, let's do it while we have the opportunity. So, the other caucus that that's is... That's right, the two caucuses. Okay, right. the other caucus that's going to be held in this spring um, is to select delegates to our state convention. This is, this is another thing. So we have two primaries, two caucuses, two conventions, um, there's a lot of places to get involved this year, uh, and, and, and there's double. And, 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 and if you think there's only 
three double it. Um, so the Massachusetts Democratic Party holds a um, a statewide convention uh, every year, um, and every even numbered year generally, with the exception of uh, 2016. Um, there's usually uh, something that the state party needs to, to vote on to nominate. So this year. Um, it's the, uh, the, the big issue at the state convention, which will be held in Lowell on May 30th, is the um, uh, Marky Kennedy race. Joe Kennedy is challenging Ed Markey. Uh, Ed Markey. It's an internal Democratic Party thing. And um, in order to get on the ballot, uh, in order to get on the ballot in September, in the September primary, um, uh, Joe Kennedy needs 15% of the votes of the delegates at the May 30th caucus. Now, here's the thing, how do you, how do you pick the delegates who go to the Lowell Convention in, uh, in May? And that's done through the caucus system that's held, uh, that are held in each town committee and each ward committee in Massachusetts. And the um, uh, Gloucester Democratic City Committee holds their caucus we hold it in conjunction with one of our regular monthly meetings. This year it will be on our March monthly meeting, which was March 12th. Uh, it'll be at the Gloucester House at 6 p.m. Uh, you must be a registered Democrat. This is lots there of places where independents yeah. can, can come. Um, and uh, you come in, everyone sections off by ward, one, two, three, four, five. Um, and uh, we, uh, as, as ward committees, select the delegates to represent the wards in uh, in Lowell, uh, it is now a binary race. There were up to four people running at one point, but Steve Pemberton and Shannon Liss Reardon have re have removed themselves from the race. They've withdrawn, um, uh, as a number of people have withdrawn from the uh, from the presidential race as well. Um, so it is just Marky Kennedy now. Uh, the vote on the vote on um, May 30th can go one of several ways. Um, Kennedy is fairly popular, so he's likely to get his 15%. But um, if one of the candidates gets more than 50%, that is a formal endorsement by the Democratic oh, Party. But if the other candidate gets 15%, they're not endorsed, but they've still, they're still on the ballot, which because of the way that we set up the timetable for our state convention in our ultimate uh, fall primary sometimes flips things. In 2014, for example, the state convention formally endorsed Steve Grossman for governor I that. by, I think it was, it was, this wasn't a huge margin, but it was over 50, but it was over 50. And then he ultimately ended up losing the primary to Martha Coakley. Uh, and of course, if Ed Markey gets more than 85 percent, he's, endorsed. Uh, he's he, therefore Joe could not possibly get his 15. Well, hypothetically. That's, an, that's, a, that's a nomination in the, in the primary. So uh, hypothetically, if, yes. they, if, you're, if they each get 50 or they get that close, yep. are the delegates basically split? Yes. Okay. Which is exactly what happened two years ago at the state convention when uh, uh, Josh Zakem beat uh, Bill Galvin 52 to 48 for the endorsement 
And then Galvin came back and cleaned his clock a bit. Well, not wasn't a blowout, but Galvin is still our state, Secretary of State, because ultimately the primary, it's, it is, it does seem a little redundant in some ways, and in some ways it absolutely is, uh, but the timetable that Massachusetts has for holding uh, its convention and for, for its, the Democratic State Convention and then our primary leaves that, leaves that, uh, leaves that window open. Um, one quick question, can someone apply to be a delegate in both of these? The national and the state. Absolutely, they're not. They're not. Um, they're not mutually exclusive. And I would imagine most people who are who are delegates to the to the federal probably would have attended there, knowing this this activist class. Which, as I speak of it, you have people think of who are the. You know, a lot of people see people who are involved in politics or who knock doors or carry signs or walk in the horribles parade as being sort of, <laughs> you know, as being sort of like this 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 closed group of people and it's it's it, it may be an interesting tribe that we make up but it's we're not a closed door anybody can participate come walk with us in the parade if you, if you don't want to knock doors and whatever come walk with us in the parade come uh run for uh come to our our, our monthly meetings second thursday of the month at the gloucester house we'll feed you <laughs> um there's a lot of opportunities to participate um and especially this year is there anything you want to add that's important to know about the state convention? Um, it's, well, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good networking opportunities to meet people, especially um, getting a chance to talk to your, you know, uh, you can talk to our state rep uh, anytime. You can see Ann Margaret anytime here in Gloucester, but if you'd like to know who her coworkers are and who, uh, you know, who the other elected Democrats are in the community in the, in, in on Beacon Hill, um, constitutional officers, the other electeds, you know, um, the the thirty four um, senators who are uh, Democrats. We have a Republican senator here, but he's one of seven. Like six? the oh, sorry, like the one in Springfield. Are there going to be breakout sessions and different presentations and everything? Those, that following is still those? being prepared. That is still being. That's still being. It depends on time and amount and the amount of time that there is that you know. Uh, allocated um, there is this big vote which presumably won't take a lot of time because there's not a lot of um, it'll take as long as a vote takes um, if there were a lot of candidates or if there were <coughs> um, then the, the the possibility of ballot you know reballoting could come up I was ask you about um, that, yeah. if there was if say Steve Pemberton and Shannon Lewis Reardon were still in the race and one of them got barely enough to one of them got 15.2 percent one of them got eight percent and the or, or i'd have to actually look at the math to, to to make this then one of them could go strike a deal with uh with marky or kennedy to say listen i will direct if you hold another ballot i will direct all of my remaining delegates of course by the way remaining delegates is the thing is people after the first ballot a lot of people just take all of them home um, I will direct all of my delegates to support you if I get this, this, and the other thing. So you can be, you can have some of these interesting things that go on, and that uh, uh, that's not as always that common. But that is something to wait for, to, to look for in the national convention, because if uh, by having this new Super Tuesday, it's not an official system, but by having all these major states vote at the same time, it's very possible that um, we won't have a clear nominee going into Milwaukee. 
which is something that hasn't been true in a long, long time. We've had we have had candidates potentially challenge the nominee. For example, when Ted Kennedy tried to unseat Jimmy Carter in 1980, that was and only you know that was a thing. That was a big it was a big national story. You'd have to be somebody as famous as Ted Kennedy to even get as far along the road as it did. Um, same thing in 70, people forget in 76 there were people pushing Ronald Reagan to nudge uh, Jerry Ford from the more conservative side of the Republican Party. That doesn't happen all that often and it doesn't very often, that, and it rarely ever succeeds unless you're talking about the deep, dark, you know, 150 years ago, 18, uh, uh, middle of the 19th century. But this year, we could very well go into a convention with three or four, candidates. at least three candidates. No one has hit the 50% threshold. Um, and um, and uh, um, they're going to have to work it out. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to get offered vice president. Somebody's going to have to get offered uh, ambassador to someplace real nice, Antigua, <laughs> something like that. There's going to be a lot of a lot of dealing made, a lot of deals made up to the convention, and hopefully it will be clear by the convention. Um, there were a lot of people who were still very loyal to Bernie Sanders, who tried to, who hoped to try to force a, a brokered convention in in 16, but Hillary went in with the numbers. She had 50 percent. There was nothing you could really do. There weren't going to be a lot of Hillary people defecting. Um, these people have been elected in their home districts, however, whatever uh, mechanism each state uses to elect delegates, and they promised to vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, you might have had a couple of defectors here and there, but by and large, the, the margins she had were, were fairly solid. That when people came out to cast their ballots, right. uh, it was, you know, Hillary was clearly had 50% of the delegates. Um, this year is, a, is very possible that uh, the Democratic National Convention is going to make for some good TV. <laughs> That's for sure. We're almost out of time, so I guess my end question is, what have we not discussed as yet or have been presented that you want to say before we close out? What I would say is I want to reiterate how... Um, incredibly easy it is to get involved this year with anything and how vital it is. This is not the year to think that politics happens to other people. Um, I saw a post recently where somebody was complaining, I've seen many posts recently where people are complaining about how many political posts there are on Facebook and I have I have a number of responses to that starting with, well aren't you glad you don't live in China? Uh, because um, we we live in a world where we have more of an, an an ability to express our opinions immediately than we ever have before for good or for ill but politics and being involved in our demo, in our demo, democratic system and our democracy is more is as important as it whatever was and maybe more so especially now uh, especially now and um uh, I'm sorry that some people are, feel a little bit burdened by reading other people's opinions, but it is... It's, Having it's, gotten the same uh, request, I said, sorry, don't read them. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, I would say, I would say, sorry, you should need to read them. <laughs> I would apologize the other way. It's, this, is, this is the price of knowing what's going on. It's just, exactly. The price of freedom is to know what's going on and participate in it. Right, as exhausting as it is. It is exhausting, but it is... It is 
better than living in North Korea? Yes, <laughs> I would agree. Well, I think that wraps it up, and thank you so much. Thank you for, thank you for joining the Democratic Dialogue family on your, on your first time go out here. My pleasure. Mm -hmm.